Morning prayer begins on page three of the Book of Common Prayer. The hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together, Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalms 2 and 3, beginning on page 345. Why do the heathen so furiously rage together, and why do the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth stand up, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. Let us break their bonds asunder, and cast away their cords from us. He that dwelleth in heaven shall laugh them to scorn. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath, and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will rehearse the decree. The Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son, this day I have begotten thee. Desire of me, and I shall give thee the nations for thine inheritance, and the utmost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt bruise them with a rod of iron, and break them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings, be instructed, ye that are judges of the earth. Serve the Lord in fear, and rejoice unto him with reverence. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and so ye perish from the right way. If his wrath be kindled, yea, but a little, blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise against me. Many one there be that say of my soul, There is no help for him in his God. But thou, O Lord, art my defender. Thou art my worship and the lifter up of my head. I did call upon the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. I laid me down and slept and rose up again, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid for ten thousands of the people that have set themselves against me round about. 
Up, Lord, and help me, O my God. For thou smitest all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord, and thy blessing is upon thy people. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 16th chapter of Numbers. Now Korah, the son of Izar, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, with Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, and On, the son of Peleth, sons of Reuben, took men. And they rose up before Moses with some of the children of Israel, 250 leaders of the congregation, representatives of the congregation, men of renown. They gathered together against Moses and Aaron and said to them, you take too much upon yourselves, for all the congregation is holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Why then do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? So when Moses heard it, he fell on his face, and he spoke to Korah and all his company, saying, Tomorrow morning the Lord will show who is his and who is holy, and will cause him to come near to him. That one whom he chooses he will cause to come near to him. Do this, take censers, Korah, and all your company, put fire in them, and put incense in them before the Lord tomorrow. And it shall be that the man whom the Lord chooses is the Holy One. You take too much upon yourselves, you sons of Levi. Then Moses said to Korah, Hear now, you sons of Levi. Is it a small thing to you that the God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself? to do the work of the tabernacle of the Lord and to stand before the congregation to serve them, and that he has brought you near to himself, you and all your brethren, the sons of Levi, with you? And are you seeking the priesthood also? Therefore you and all your company are gathered together against the Lord. And what is Aaron that you complain against him? And Moses sent to call Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, but they said, We shall not come up. Is it a small thing that you have brought us up out of the land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness, that you should keep acting like a prince over us? Moreover, you have not brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey, nor given us inheritance of fields and vineyards. Will you put out the eyes of these men? We will not come up. Here ends the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim. Praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom. Praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven. Praise and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the gospel according to St. Luke. Inasmuch 
as many have taken in hand to set in order a narrative of those things which have been fulfilled among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word delivered them to us, it seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write to you an orderly account, most excellent Theophilus, that you may know the certainty of those things in which you were instructed. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth, and they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. But they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well advanced in years. So it was that while he was serving as priest before God, in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people was praying outside at the hour of incense. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer is answered, is heard. And your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. And the people waited for Zechariah and marveled that he lingered so long in the temple. But when he came out, he could not speak to them, and they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned to them and remained speechless. So it was as soon as the days of his service were completed, that he departed to his own house. Now after those days his wife Elizabeth conceived, and she hid herself five months, saying, Thus the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked on me, to take away my reproach among people. Here ends the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to form the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, 
in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, who has given unto us, us thy servant's grace, by the confession of a true faith, to acknowledge the glory of the eternal trinity, and in the power of the divine majesty to worship the unity. We beseech thee that thou wouldest keep us steadfast in this faith, and evermore defend us from all adversities, who livest and reignest one God, world without end. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemy, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty, Everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run to any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. Today we begin um, sort of, you know, we, we finished the sort of revelatory part of the church year that kind of runs from Advent through Trinity Sunday. And we begin what we can sometimes think of as the long green season that we, where we kind of work through various themes as we look forward to, you know, come back around to Advent and again, uh, the um, 
the working through the revelation again. And the way Christian time works, the way time works, because Christian time is time, is that in these cyclical remembrances, we we cycle through, but it's not just a circle, it's a progressive circle. This year, as we come to the season, we're closer to the telos than we were last year. Christian time always remembers again the past, uh, experiences it again in the present in anticipation of the, of the completion. So we always pushed forward. Some notes about the Trinity season is it, in our, especially our morning prayer lectionary, um, we, we rehearse the story of Israel. So we're, we're resuming the wilderness wanderings. We're going to enter the promised land as again in, you know, the summer here. We're going to get through the, you know, the, the, the settlement, uh, you know, the, the, demand for a king, you know, the king, the high point under Solomon, then the decline and the judgment, and we'll end Trinity season with Israel going into exile in um, in Babylon. Uh, so we'll undo the thing. So it, the, our lectionary takes us through the whole narrative, and this gives us the proper um, narrative framework for our own lives in Christ as those who are want, going through the wilderness, uh, wilderness of this world looking for the kingdom to come for our for our full inheritance and and so this is how we kind of work our way through the through through the year by narrating it in accordance with the narrative of faith rather than the narrative of the world um aiming at the right things T today's and, oh, and a couple other points about trinity season our spirituality in trinity season whereas you know the lent calls us for a fast and easter you know, and, and Pentecost calls for a celebration. Trinity really calls for a balance. So, you know, we 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 are resumed now every Wednesday. We have a day of prayer and fasting for mission. I highly encourage you to to use that to to um, it, we just need some break from the ordinary. The spiritual life just calls for that, whatever that means, that we have some no uh, that's that's that sort of seasons our, our yes or affirmation of life in Christ. And so uh, we, we approach eternity season with a kind of purposeful, um, a purposeful uh, spirituality that, that, that balances, you know, the, the incarnational presence with the, with the idea that we're not quite there yet. Today's lessons are more interesting uh, juxtaposition of faithfulness and faithlessness. One of the things that that's, I think is instructive about Luke's gospel, Luke gives us a little bit of the behind the scenes in the temple spirituality. You know, when we get to the ministry of Jesus, he is condemning the scribes and Pharisees and the hypocrites. We, you know, the, the Jewish leadership will ultimately condemn Jesus. Um, we're given that, that, that the whole temple apparatus, the priests have some corruption. There's some... Uh, cahoots with Rome, whose protection they they count upon, but Luke gives us these faithful people, Zechariah and Elizabeth. We're 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 told they're all walking in the commandments of the Lord, blameless. A little bit later on, I can't remember this week, maybe early next week, we'll get to uh, Simeon and Anna, who you know, Anna fasts every day. So you have a faithful remnant in Israel that just does the things the faith calls it to do. And here's Zechariah doing his pre his priestly rounds in the temple. And it's an interesting thing what, what the angel says is, Zechariah, your prayer is heard. The question is, well, what prayer? Well, the priests were always praying for the Messiah to come. 
I don't think it was his personal prayer for a child. Otherwise, he wouldn't be so disbelieving uh, in the angel's message that he had to be mute. Um, it, I think the reality is it's the answer of the Israel's liturgical prayer that the Messiah would come is going to be answered. And it's going to be answered by Zechariah having a child with Elizabeth in his old age. And it reminds us this ordinary faithfulness in prayer, the church's prayer for these things. God hears our prayer and our ordinary faithfulness accrues towards, uh, you know, God responding and, and, and answering us over time. And we have to be patient in our prayer like we are day in and day out. We, we continue on in our prayer. And, and, and this is contrasted with Korah, Dathan, and Abiram in, in the Old Testament who are become discontented in the wilderness. Um, and, and we ought to note that Zechariah and Elizabeth in the condition of the first century was also metaphorically a wilderness. Israel was not in its uh, accomplished state, was not, had not reached its fruition. They were waiting for something and they were struggling under Roman rule. But Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, they become discontented. And it's interesting the language they use that, that they accuse Moses of actually not saving them from Egypt, but taking them out of the land of milk and honey and bringing them into this horrible place. And uh, they're a warning against discontentment. Uh, we can become discontent in our lives in a lot of ways. We don't like what God's doing in our personal lives or personal histories or things that we don't like. We don't like uh, the way the church is being led. Uh, anyone who's been in pastoral ministry for any time can relate to Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. There's always some uprising usually comes to you with the language. Some people are talking, uh, you know, and, and uh, some people are upset. I always want to say, well, what people? <laughs> Bring those people here. We'll talk about it. But, um, but discontentment is a human um, trait. We should note here that in church, it doesn't mean that there can never be any dissent from um, from what you know a leader says, but it does mean that um, that dissent should be with respect. If you have a real input from your prayer insight, hey, this is what I see, and ex express it in reasonable ways. But the whole, I I I, I get you know he took men. I, I get a little faction <clears throat> that will be on my side to spread rumor and undermine what's really going on is simply always rebellion. And so we have to be aware of discontentedness in the Christian life. And that's the, the thing that undermines us in our, uh, our, our um, endeavor to be faithful over time because we become discontented and we don't like what we, this, we don't like what's happening. And God calls us to continue faithfully in our prayer promises that he'll hear our prayer, promises that he's working providentially in our lives, like he's working providentially in Israel to, to send uh, John the Baptist and then our Lord. And so this is kind of this, as we begin the Trinity season, um, I guess that one, one maybe less, a big lesson here for Zechariah and Elizabeth is ordinary faithfulness um, has tremendous impact over time. A lot of times, where we, we tend to be maybe not as overtly rebellious as Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, like we're just going to, eh, but we think we have to, you know, stir it up or make it happen or push something because we just, you know, the, the ordinary routines of prayer and faithfulness and obedience don't seem exciting enough. But um, that's really what does, um, uh, earn, that is really what does 
invite the activity of, of God into our lives is that ordinary waiting and praying. And when the Spirit tells us to do something, then we move and we do it. Just like with Israel, when the Spirit gets up and moves, they, they, they move camp. So as we um, enter Trinity season, let's think about that, that long-term faithfulness and trust in God exhibited by Zechariah and Elizabeth and beware of that kind of discontented rebellion that's, uh, that's epitomized by Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. Um, so a few thoughts about today's lessons. Continue with the prayer for all conditions of men on the bottom of page 18. O God, the creator, preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially, we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit and the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Monday and great start to your week. Thank you, Father John. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Bye, kiddos. Thank you, everyone.